This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Joining me today, all the way from sunny California, is someone that I... I don't normally do this. Like I don't normally subscribe to YouTubers, um, but I was investigating building a website. Like that's that's what I'm, that's where I'm at with this podcast right now. Is I know I need to do this. So um, I stumbled across a video, and it blew me away. Like I, I have, how much YouTube have you watched? Like crap tons, right? Um, but this video, there was something about it. Like it was like made almost like in a teacher way. It was like a reference video. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was looking through an encyclopedia that I knew I could go back through and look at again. So, um, I reached out. That's the cool thing about living in today's world. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this, you, you can, you know, ask people for stuff. You can just say, Hey, could I ask you a question? You know, anybody. That's this. We're so connected. And so I reached out to, um, this guy named Caleb Ward. Um, he was the creator of a video that I watched here. Now this video probably isn't for everybody, but it is called the 51, 51 Squarespace tips for creating an amazing website. And I've watched it a couple of times because it's like, if, if I did all 51 of those things, I would have an awesome website and, and it's like, it's complex, but you know, with a way back it up, watch it again. Um, so joining me today from California is the man himself who made that and he's into a lot of other things and I'm going to pick his brain. Um, welcome to the teacher answers podcast, Caleb Ward. Thank you so much for the intro and thank you so much for subscribing. It's really awesome. I love exactly what you were saying how the entire world is so connected and we can just reach out to people and hop on calls like this it's especially during this covid season you know i think this has been a really cool way to see everyone connecting (laughs) yeah so now your youtube channel is going to explode but that's not your primary thing that's your side hustle isn't it that's right yes (laughs) i figured this out okay i'm telling you this is this is your jam right here (laughs) is these tutorial type things. I watched your notion thing. I got into that and that's like, that's the most complex productivity software I've ever seen. (laughs) But what you can do with that's unbelievable. So, and you have this thing about, you say use prime numbers and odd numbers in the titles of the videos, right? I caught that. So it's like the 47 or was it 47 notion tips or something like that. So I, I went to, reached out to you, you agreed. You know, it's uh, kind of a late night recording session here for me. Um, But like, how, what what else, just tell people, what what else are you into? What what is your day-to-day thing? What what is your, uh, what's it like behind, you know, making YouTube videos and and content and what else? What else? Tell us everything. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. So... My background is in empowering artists. And so my entire career, I've created content for helping 
artists like filmmakers, graphic designers, and visual effects artists to succeed. And so my, my background is actually in teaching online through articles and video tutorials and creating eBooks and, and all of these things just day in and day out my nine to five. I've been doing that for uh, like a decade now and it's so rewarding and it's really fun. And you know, it's interesting because you were mentioning that you work at a technical high school. I actually really fell in love with doing video work at a technical high school. Um, and my teacher was just so amazing. Um, she just encouraged us and we went to competitions and it was just um, kind of for the first time I actually saw myself going into a career that I loved and not just something like that people were telling me to do but I didn't actually want to do it. And I just over the years just really tried to learn the technical side of these things. So in the beginning I really wanted to be a filmmaker and you know move out to LA and do the whole you know cliche thing and mm -hmm. I what I found is I actually loved learning more about the technical side of filmmaking than I did actually making films which <laughs> is kind of funny um, because it's really fun you know I, I don't know if your audience is this way but you know learning about the camera gear or you know what light or lens to get like it's pretty fun you know in, in its own way and Really, as I was learning these things, I was like, well, if I'm learning this and I'm doing all this research for myself, I might as well just share what I find out, you know? And so I, I started doing that and that just slowly evolved to where now um, I get to lead marketing for creative brands that are trying to market to other creators or uh, people that have dreams for themselves, you know, to become a full-time visual effects artist or motion designer or filmmaker, uh, video professional. And so I've always kind of been in this circle, but not as an artist, but more as an educator, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so your website that you, I'm looking at it right now, it's called curiousrefuge.com. Um, there's a thing on there called the curious millionaire, which is, and the reason why I kind of am drawn to this whole thing is, you know, I talk to high school students, you know, between classes, between the problems, whatever. And a lot of them are gung ho about starting businesses. Um, but that's, that's a daunting thing. <laughs> like, I don't know the first thing about how to do that. Like I, I would have to plan that out forever. And, um, and what, you know, and I don't want to go there so much. I, I want to talk to you and just, I want you to give people, um, advice on the online aspect of a business so like if they are starting a website um what what should they do but if you want to talk about the curious millionaire about you know i know that uh that's that's on the main site there curiousrefuge.com curious millionaire what yeah. tell us about that right so it's very easy nowadays to find online business courses. Like they're everywhere, right? Like right. you go on Instagram, like you see these gurus, everybody sells a $297 course. Like it's just, everybody does it, right? Um, the problem for me is I really like, um, I like information that's really concise and to the point. And I also like to um, feel engaged with the content. And I think a lot of times, uh, for just for whatever reason, I think, with my brain, I really like um, pursuing things that are almost, they feel gamified, you know? Like you you can see mm -hmm. your progress, you can see um, how one action is gonna lead to another. And the funny thing is, launching a business is so 
uh, uh, the, it follows the same formulas and patterns over and over again. The challenge is most people just end up launching a couple of businesses in their lifetime and, and they don't see those patterns. And so with me, because I've been able to work with so many brands and help launch companies that eventually go on to be multi-million dollar companies, I've been able to see the exact steps that brands typically take as they scale. And my hope with The Curious Millionaire is to literally create an online game that people can play. And through playing this game, you actually are preparing yourself to launch a business. And so it, by people going through The Curious Millionaire program, they will uh, have a website, they will have validated their business idea, and they would have um, have everything in place from your marketing funnels to emails to, to everything you need to succeed as an online business by the end of the program. And so we break it up into 15 chapters, there's characters, we've developed free tools uh, that essentially empower you to do everything you need to get going with a business. <laughs> That's amazing. How long does something like that take? Well, how long does it take to go through the course? That's a good question. And it all depends on if you are full-time doing it or part-time doing it. I imagine that mm -hmm. the majority of people going through this, so it's in beta right now. And so we're working with people getting feedback, tweaking things. Um, but the majority of people that are going through it right now are part-time entrepreneurs. You know, They have full-time jobs or full-time students and they're not able to do, let's say eight hours a day to this program. And so if you're only able to do, let's say two hours a day, five days a week, I'd say it'd take you a good, we'll say two months to finish the program from mm. start to finish. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that we focus on with the Curious Millionaire specifically is validating business ideas. And so all the time, you know, I, I run in circles and I have friends, you know, hey, I want to launch this business. I want to do this. I want to do this. And they don't actually know if that business idea is going to work out. And, and so many people, I think they assume that, oh, to launch a business, it's entirely just risk. You come up with an idea, you just like buckle down and you do it. And then you like get all this money, it's saved up. And then you put it all in there and see what happens, right? But the truth is when you launch a business, yes, there, there's always risk. There's always risk when you launch a business, but it doesn't have to be a life or death risky scenario for you financially. Like it doesn't have to be financial ruin if it doesn't work out, right? A lot of times what you can do is validate an idea to see if there's an audience or a need for whatever product or service you want to create so that you can comfortably transition yourself from working full-time with a company to being a full-time entrepreneur uh, with your business. And so we're, we're really passionate about that. And, and I think that as people go through the program, they will um, see for themselves if their idea is uh, exciting to an audience or not. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. Um, can we talk about, can we talk about like, I, I have a selfish question for you. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh -huh. All right. How long did it take you? I've made YouTube videos. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amateur hour stuff. That Squarespace video, how long did it take you to make that? So the video itself probably took 40 hours of work. So a full work week of, of mm -hmm. work to put together. But I have an extensive background in video editing and motion graphics and doing VO work, mm -hmm. all, all of these things. And so 
I don't think it's realistic to say that anybody, if they hopped in, they could create a video to that magnitude and it would take 40 hours only for them. Like it'd probably take longer. Right. What I really like doing and what I would definitely recommend to you, like if you wanted to make a video like it, would be to figure out ways to create essentially templates and processes to basically make it easier to put the video together. And so a lot of times, like like if you're watching my videos, you'll see there are like graphics and they're like super colorful and organic and right. fun, or you'll see like screen cut-ins where like, you know, most people when they show us a tutorial, it's just like a screen that's just like their full computer screen and they're just like showing you what they're doing. But I take it one step further by compositing it into an image that makes it look like it's shot in a studio and you know. Yes. And that that's the one shot that that blew my mind was the one where I don't know if it was an iMac or what it was, but there was like a computer screen that like went across like panned across and the image was like moving around on that screen. Yeah. Like that is actually just a template. So I just got that from huh. Invato. I definitely recommend anybody who's a creator, like a business entrepreneur, Invato is amazing because they have thousands of templates and it's like a subscription service. Like I think it's a little, little mm -hmm. bit more expensive than Netflix per month. And you get access to all of these assets, stock footage, music, uh, these, these templates that are in After Effects or Premiere Pro that you can just drag and drop. Like let's say an image of a computer screen and it'll just render out your finished, you know, cool screen. So it looks like something, like it looks like I hired a, uh, like a 3D artist to put this thing together, like, cause it, it's super professional looking. But the truth is I used a template and it maybe took me like half an hour to put together, you know, the shot. And, right. and so I think there, there's all sorts of amazing tools like that out there. And, you know, it's any, any chance you can, like, like if you ever find yourself on a creative project doing something over and over again, chances are there's a tool that will do that for you <laughs> to where you don't have to do it. And so, right. Yeah. How do you feel about, this is just, I'm getting a little out of order here on the questions I sent you, but like, um, so that would be an example of quality. Mm -hmm. So I, there, there are students that I have who want to be YouTubers and they want to be streamers and they want to push content and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Quantity or quality? The age old question. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so it's, it's funny because most people would say, quality, right? Like most people be like, oh, make the most amazing thing possible. The problem is, especially in the beginning, you don't actually know what quality for yourself is, mm -hmm. right? Like people, you need to find your voice before you know what a high quality version of your voice is. And that takes quantity. <laughs> and, right. and so what I always tell people in from studying YouTubers, like I, I create strategy like for brands, like when they want to like have an influence, like I study their niche and like come up with like formulas and strategies for them to get there. And one consistent thing that I've found, and I like to call it the rule of 14, and that's it takes about 14 times before the content that you're creating actually begins to embody the voice that you will have in the future with that content. And so mm -hmm. if you go and listen to anybody's, let's say first podcast episode, and then compare it to their hundredth podcast episode, it's like you're listening to a completely different person. It, it, right. It's just gonna sound completely uh, strange. And that's because the, the people had to go through the process of getting comfortable you know, in front of the mic and learning how to research and how to do vocal cadence correctly and just all of these things that 
you can't you can't plan out in your mind you know like it's you just got to sit down and learn it for yourself and so i would really encourage people in the beginning to just make it your mission to get 14 content pieces out there you know whether it's a youtube mm -hmm. video remove the barrier you know you don't have to have the biggest fanciest camera or the biggest fanciest lighting setup or if you're a podcaster you don't have to have the fanciest uh, microphone like you can mm -hmm. get great equipment that does a pretty decent job for very inexpensive nowadays you know like your iphone can be a decent camera for <laughs> shooting mm -hmm. stuff or you can get literally thirty dollars a decent microphone that you can record audio with for podcasts and so there's so many tools out there that make the process easy and so i would just encourage people to get something out there know that it's not going to be the best thing you've ever done but then just iterate you know each time you make a new one improve change up something just get a little bit better because that's that's how people get better like it's i hear the analogy all the time like you have people and they want to create a car but they want a lamborghini and so they sit they sit down and they try to build a lamborghini but the truth is yeah. like humans we didn't build a lamborghini first like we built a, a cart right and then we moved on to like a buggy <laughs> and then we moved on to a model t and like it took a long time to evolve until we got to a lamborghini and so you need to do the same thing right. for yourself and and always be pushing yourself to improve but don't don't try to do too much in the beginning um because you know your audience especially if you're in a, a niche that really wants to hear your voice you they they actually don't care as much about the quality, the production quality, as much as just the quality of the conversation and what the topic that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Then the other thing is like, so sometimes I'll, I'll I, I do two episodes a week. Okay. And I, I have for a while now. And sometimes you'll, you'll knock one out. Right. And it's like, yeah, that wasn't my best, but we'll just throw that out there. <laughs> and then four people will come up to me and say, this was my favorite one. And I'm like, what? So it's like, it, you don't know what, what's good to you. Isn't always good to other people. So absolutely. You're so right. And it's, that's why I think it's really important to have friends and sometimes family members, but usually family members won't be entirely honest, but just people that can give you feedback that, uh, will tell you if what you're doing is good or if you're at least going in the right direction. And the cool thing is like for your students, you know, they can, they can contact the influencers they like online and maybe they'll give them feedback. You never know. It's actually a lot easier to contact people than what people realize. <laughs> and so, you right. know, I would say really just try to seek out those groups that can give you support and honest feedback so you can just continue to improve your work. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting my haircut the other day. And the woman that cuts my hair is like a massive go-getter, right? She's got like, she she works her butt off cutting hair all day. And she's starting like this flower shop on the side. And I, I'm sitting down with her and I've got website on the brain right now. And I said, do you, do you have a website for both of your businesses? And she goes, no, I just use Facebook. And, I, and I'm like, well, that's cool. But, and she goes, I don't know how to do it. Mm. You know, I, she doesn't know how to do it. So I'm telling you, when you sit down and you are just Mr. or Mrs. Average person, um, it is overwhelming uh, the choices. Like, mm -hmm. it, and I had it narrowed down to like Wix or Squarespace, right? That seemed to be what people 
agree with is the standard but then you got um there's so many like what template do you use oh my gosh what like it, are you going to be dot com because good luck with that you know getting something that that isn't taken right um don't make your name too long you know don't use a dot uh dot net dot or you know um what so what's too long for a domain name and should it match your business exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a okay. That's a really good question. So, what is too long? That is okay. So, <laughs> so, too long of a business name is one that is hard to share with somebody else. And it's funny because there are uh, plenty of companies out there that have longish names that still do like pretty well online. And the truth mm -hmm. is what's most important because people don't go into a url type in the name of your website and click enter that you right. will not get the majority of your tra it's called direct traffic the majority of your mm -hmm. traffic is not going to come from direct clicks like that it's actually going to come from organic search in google mm -hmm. right so what is far more important is someone can in their mind either say your name to themselves and type it in or share it with somebody else who will remember it and then type it in and so you know, it's it's not like, let's say, 12 characters is too long. Like, Curious Refuge is actually somewhat long as a name, but it's pretty easy to share and remember, and so it's a, a mm -hmm. good name. And so for your audience... My, my, my Google <laughs> is listening to us. <laughs> uh, so, so for your audience, I would definitely say l think less about length, think more about how it sounds whenever it's said out loud and also mm -hmm. in your head. And then, um, you know, obviously if you can get .com, that's great, but it doesn't, mm -hmm. it actually is not the biggest deal in the world if you can't get .com. I would say .net, .org, .co, .ly, like these ones are a little bit more accepted as alternate uh, domains. Mm -hmm. Whereas some of the newer ones, like there's like .pizza, <laughs> like, right. like, like that's interesting, but it's, it's not quite accepted enough yet. And so I think we're a little early um, to adopting that as a like a primary URL uh, for your brand. But that being said, whenever I first started um, creating content online, I started a website called vfx.city with the .city domain name, mm -hmm. uh, domain extension. And it was very popular. I didn't see any uh, lack of clicks or anything like that from people uh, coming from Google. So that was cool. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I guess that's uh, kind of my recommendation. And then if you, obviously, if you can match your domain name to your business name, that's that's great. I don't think a lot of people are afforded that luxury because there's so many URLs out there now. But if, if right. you can, it's, it makes it better. So Caleb, what is what is next for you? What is Like perfect situation 10 years from now, where are you at? Yeah. So my big goal is I want to create a, a very active media company where we take this learning style. And I would love for the people listening to this to check out our YouTube channel, Curious Refuge, to see what I'm talking about. Because it, it it's almost like this optimistic and exciting way of learning information that normally is not <laughs> either one of those things. And so I would mm -hmm. love to have an entire studio full of creators that are creating content in that same style. Because I think 
it inspires people and it almost kind of harkens back to like Fred Rogers or like these like shows that many of us watched growing up that that really um, brought positivity and learning together but for some reason as adults we kind of lose that you know and I don't think that's cool like I think <laughs> we should still be like super excited to learn stuff and I think it should be a fun yeah. experience and so so that's definitely my goal I would love to get um, all this stuff off the ground but when it takes 40 hours to get a video out <laughs> it's a slow process but we'll get there <laughs> right well um good luck to you um thanks thank you for coming on I, I, you took time out of your day you didn't have to do that i i appreciate um my students and people you know um anybody listening to this will will appreciate you and curiousrefuge.com and his youtube channel is I mean, if you just type Curious Refuge, it'll show up. Um, and, and a lot of, most of your video, well, a lot of your videos are on the website as well. So yeah. um, I appreciate it, Caleb. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Thank you. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacher answers. <laughs> <laughs>